Welcome to the Heartbeat Show podcast with Tim Hart, talking mortgage, real estate, and whatever else is happening in our Southwest Florida community and around the world. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage, right here in Fort Myers. Welcome to another episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. I got my buddy here. We coach literally together. We've become friends over the past year. We're friends now, Brian, right? Yeah, we are. We're friends. Okay, man. We, we made it through the friend hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> We're still friend zoned. Good. All right. Just want to make sure, man. Um, so, Brian, uh, Brian Chapman is with me. He's from Chapman Insurance, uh, the owner over there. Brian, welcome, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. My first official podcast, actually. I don't know if I told you. Is that. it? It is. Oh, welcome, sir. <laughs> Um, so you guys, you're watching, listening to this. We're going to talk about uh, hurricane season. It's coming. Um, you know, whether it's here, or not June first. What's that? It's here, June first. Yeah, we're a little late. We're June fourth right now, so we're a yeah. little little behind. Um, but so you, this was going to be about uh, insurance, uh, what to do to prep for the hurricane and if one hits, and just so you be ready, have peace of mind. But before we get into that, Brian Chapman. Let's hear about you and your company, man. So I started in 2009. I uh, actually started in Port Charlotte, Florida. Uh, now we have four locations, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, Cape Coral, and Fort Myers. So we're Southwest Florida Corridor. Um, we ride from Naples to Sarasota. We've got about 35 agents on our team today, uh, almost 40. So um, yeah, 10 years, been, a, been a, a quick 10. Amazing how fast it goes. Oh uh, yeah, I bet, man. And, um, you know, if anyone's listening to this, just look for Brian Chapman's bus. So, <laughs> that's all me and my kids do, man. We drive around, there's Brian, there's Brian. <laughs> it's not my bus, just want to clarify. <laughs> oh, it's your bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's your bus now. Um, all right, man. So you're a hustler. You do a great job out there. And you've been doing this for a while. So let's get down to business. Hurricane season, every year we deal with it. Some hit, some don't, right? So... Uh, I'm going to kind of hand it off to you, man, and let you do your thing with walking people out there through uh, insurance with hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, in the last two years, we have learned more about hurricane, hurricane prep, uh, post-hurricane, catastrophe, uh, care, um, how and what is to be expected, what's reasonable, what's unreasonable. Uh, so many things because of the hurricane seasons that we've had the past two years, uh, specifically Hurricane Irma, you know, over a million claims today filed, uh, still coming in. There are actually more Hurricane Irma claims coming in today than there are Hurricane Michael. And Hurricane Michael was uh, a little under a year ago. Hurricane Irma was almost two years ago. And we still have more claims from Irma coming in than from Hurricane Michael. Uh, which is kind of an astonishing uh, fact when you think about it. So uh, typically somewhere between uh, 1,000 to 3,000 claims a month from Irma still coming in uh, to all the different carriers. Yeah, so um, the biggest storm we'll probably ever see in our lifetime as far as the amount of people it impacted, uh, which makes a perfect reason for us to have a conversation today about hurricane prep. So what I'm going to talk a little bit about is – the things that you may not be aware of to look at in your insurance policy. So we're gonna dive a little bit into the policy, not necessarily uh, wh what to buy specifically, because that's such a big bag and every house is different, and, um, but more so 
look at your existing policy that you have today and then critique it and make some adjustments to it based on what we go over today. So okay. first thing I'll talk about is uh, your pool cage uh, or your aluminum uh, Florida room or your uh, deck off the back of your patio, off the back of your house, if you don't have a pool, but you still have a, a pool cage or aluminum cage. Um, a lot of carriers do not automatically include that in your policy. So you have a $10,000 pool cage uh, covering your pool. That may not be automatically included. In most cases, it is not. You actually have to buy that on a separate line item. You can buy it a minimum of 10,000. Nobody goes less than that today. And then you can buy it in $5,000 increments from there. So if you have a two-story cage, uh, you may need $25,000, $30,000. Uh, I'll tell you a lot of the one-story cages today, $10,000 does not go that far on a pool cage, especially after a hurricane. You know, if you put a pool in today, right? you know, $10,000 pool cage, probably, probably about right. If it's just a standard size pool, standard size pool cage. Yeah. But after a hurricane, it's 15, 18 grand for that same exact cage because you've got shortage of inventory, you have labor, uh, labor labor's not available. Uh, so look at your pool cage coverage. One more detail on that. Uh, if you don't see a separate line item for it, you probably don't have it. And then what you have, so what you're actually buying on that pool cage coverage is very important. Some companies include coverage only for the aluminum, none of the vinyl, none of the screen. Some cover both, the pool cage, the aluminum, and the screen. Okay. And some depreciate it. So they do it off, some do it replacement cost. So if it's a $10,000 pool cage, we'll pay $10,000 to put it back in. Some will say, well, it's a $10,000 pool cage new, but today, 10 years later, it's only worth 6,000, so we're only gonna pay you 6,000. You really gotta pay attention to that. Uh, just somewhere where you can get hurt and you didn't know because you just didn't know to know. Okay. Uh, so that's number one. Uh, one other item I would talk about that gets uh, overlooked a lot is your personal property. So you have your home insured for you know $300,000. Typically, your personal property is going to be a percentage of what the home is insured for. So typically about 50%, let's call it. So if you have a $300,000 home, you'd have $150,000 in personal property. What you have to pay attention to on that personal property is the definition of coverage. A lot of times we see personal property at actual cash value. And what I would caution you with on that is think of actual cash value as garage sale pricing. So, you know, a, a TV is a great example. You know, you go buy a top of the line TV today, I mean, they're still, the top top are still expensive, but you can buy uh, the, the best TV probably you want for a couple grand, maybe 1500 bucks, you can get a really nice TV, it's right? It's wild how cheap they are now. It's, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, you can even find a $750, $800, you know, 65 inch. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but the TV is a great example. So you go five years on that TV. What, what could you sell that TV for? Right. You probably couldn't sell it. I mean, it's Why that, wouldn't? yeah. No, oh, okay. who's going to buy a used TV, right? So, and if you did sell it, it'd be at a huge discount and that's actual cash value. Right. So you paid 750 or a grand for your TV 
and today it's worth 200 bucks. That's actual cash value. And a lot of times that definition will, right there, you're, you're going to get hammered and you're going to get hammered everywhere else on all your other personal property. Uh, it's all going to be depreciated down. So just pay attention to that, that definition. Typical cost to make it replacement cost, if you have actual cash value, to go to the true replacement cost is, you know, 5%, maybe 10% of your policy premium. So um, I, I would say normally down here in Southwest Florida, to add replacement cost to a policy, we see around 100 to $150 to add it, give or take. Um, so those are, those are two great things uh, to look at on your home insurance, um, on coverages that we see that just maybe aren't quite understood, uh, don't get reviewed enough, don't get talked about enough. Um, and so those two, two great things for you there. Okay. Um, next up, what I would talk about is things to do that impact your home insurance uh, or could impact your home insurance for you having a claim. Uh, so in, in Florida, we have hurricane deductibles. So you're going to have typically two deductibles on your policy. Uh, you're going to have a hurricane deductible, which is going to be a percentage of your home. So, and it's only tied to that one, that one line item. So if you go look at your, your home insurance uh, declaration page, you look at coverage A, uh, it will show you what we have your home insured for. So let's say you had $400,000 on your home. And then you go look at your hurricane deductible and it's gonna be the percentage deductible. So let's say it's 2%. All you have to do to know what your deductible is, 2%, 400,000, you know it's eight grand. So just know your deductible, that's gonna be important to know. Um, there are some companies today I see it more competitive for the newer homes, but there are some companies today that have flat deductibles for hurricane, where you can buy a $500 deductible, a $1,000 deductible, a $2,500 deductible, and, and that, would, that would be for hurricane as well. So you'd buy one deductible for your policy and it would cover anything other than a hurricane and hurricanes as well. Um, so something unique, and on the newer homes, it's priced very competitive. Um, I would say at least look at it because a lot of times, you know, the difference between a, a, a two or 5% hurricane deductible and a, and a thousand dollar deductible is, is sometimes astonishingly not that much different, like $80, okay. like $80, a hundred dollars. You can have a thousand dollar deductible versus 8,000. So right, you're talking, when you say 80 and a hundred bucks, you're talking about a year. Correct. Yeah. One year. So, you know, uh, we're, Today we are we are lined up with com competitive policies on new homes, and that's where I would say this deductible makes a big difference. You know, if you if you talk about um, a, a three hundred thousand dollar house, let's call it Cape Coral, Fort Myers, brand new, five years, five years or newer, um, we're going to write a three hundred thousand dollar house for uh, seven hundred bucks, eight hundred bucks. That's it for the whole year. That's how much the policy is. And you could take that seven or eight hundred dollar policy. Let's just call it seven hundred, for example, and say, you know what? I don't want a two percent hurricane deductible. I want a thousand dollar deductible. And that seven hundred dollar policy would probably go to eight hundred bucks or eight and a quarter uh, a year, and you'd have a thousand dollar deductible for hurricane. And what I found after Irma is that if you had an eight thousand dollar deductible, if and it was a newer house. It was your losses were probably under your deductible, right? So you didn't have your insurance policy didn't pay, right? Like three or four thousand dollars in losses with an eight thousand dollar deductible. 
if you had the thousand dollar deductible, you would have gotten you know some compensation out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so just something good to to know that's available on on the newer homes. It's more competitive. Uh, it's a little bit tougher when you get maybe you know early '90s and older. It's it's just a little bit different conversation. Uh, let's talk about hurricane shutters. Okay. I get asked a lot: Will hurricane shutters, um, if I if I have them, and I don't put them up, can my coverage be excluded? And the answer to that question is no, it cannot. But put your hurricane shutters up uh, to prevent the loss. But if you don't, for whatever reason, you're up north in Ohio and you, and you, and you couldn't get your, the shutters on the house, um, it's, the coverage isn't going to change. You're still going to have coverage. Now, what I will say is the carrier could come back and remove your hurricane shutter credit. Maybe at the next renewal, they could say, hey, if you're not going to use the hurricane shutters, we're not going to give you the credit for it, right? Um, haven't had that happen, but just something they, they could do. I, I mean, they, they don't have to give you that credit. It's a credit that they trust that you're, you know, you have shutters, you're going to put them up. So, um, but the one thing I would talk about on the savings from having hurricane shutters, we get a lot of, um, a lot of mixed information from clients will call us and say, Hey, you know, I'm looking at putting shutters on my house and I want to know how much it's going to save me. And, and I don't, I don't want to put down the, the industry because the, the window protection and the shutter protection is important. Um, but it just doesn't really save too much on your policy. Right. It, it just doesn't. Um, you know, I, I'd say if you took your annual policy and you asked me like, how much could I probably save? I'd say maybe, maybe 2%. So, you know, if you've got a $2,000 insurance policy, 50 bucks a year, I right. mean, it's just not, don't, the, the fifteen thousand dollars it would cost you for shutters or ten thousand dollars. Don't do it because of the insurance. Savings. Yeah, don't do it because of the savings. Do it no. because you want to like protect your house. You're, exactly. Exactly. Right. You want to feel safe. Yourself, that's something I would do with like a boat. I'm like, I'm gonna buy this boat because I want to, you know, save something. Like, it makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case in case we have floodwaters, I can get on my boat. That's a yes. Good. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so let's talk about trees. Um, okay. Number one loss we saw from Irma, probably landscaping and trees. Um, they are typically not going to be covered. I will say that. Um, there is coverage for debris removal uh, for up to $500 on most policies. But if that's the only thing that you have, you're probably not going to meet your deductible. So is there coverage? Yes. Is it limited to $500? Yes. Um, however, there is one, one difference to that. Um, they will cover uh, a tree uh, that is touching your house. So if you have a tree that falls over and, and damages your home, uh, that, that $500 limit does not apply. They will, they will pay whatever they need to pay to have that tree removed off of the house okay. um, and, then, and then hauled away. So um, it's, it's different if the tree's touching the house versus just laying in the yard. No. So that's, that's the difference there. Um, you can certainly, you know, trim, trim your palms at least once a year, um, trim your trees that are close to your house. Um, the one fun one I get, and I've had it from Irma and I've had it from prior hurricanes that I've been involved with, my neighbor's tree <laughs> fell on my house. Right. Well, even though it's your neighbor's tree, 
your home insurance policy uh, is still in play for any damage that the tree caused because it's an act of God. Right. So, I, so the same thing like your neighbor has a trampoline and it's not latched down and wind picks it up and blows it right into your house. Right. You're, you're covered. You're going to need to, you're covered and you're going to need to cover it under your own homeowner's policy, not your neighbor's. All right. So it's not like an accident, like a car accident where it's like. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And it's no different than like, let's say you had a tile that blew off of a roof and hit your neighbor's window and shattered their window. I mean, it's not like you went up there and threw the tile off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we want to do that with certain neighbors. <laughs> All right. Uh, that so, would be the time to do it, though, if you wanted to. Yeah, right. right. Like, you got to be a special psycho to, like, climb up on your roof and grab a roof tile during a hurricane just to throw it through their window. How did these 15 golf balls end up in our house? <laughs> <laughs> it's an act of God. I don't know. Yeah, most of it is blowing out of the bag. Um, <laughs> so... Those are fun. Uh, there, there has been some law, um, some precedence that's been set on that, where if there was a, a certified letter with mail that you sent to your neighbor and said, hey, there's tree there, I, it's, oh, not, wow. you know, it's not looking good. You need to trim it or do something with it. And, but there's got to be like a certain amount of correspondence and then read receipts and all that stuff. And then, and then maybe maybe you could have their insurance policy pay for it. But in most cases, uh, I'd say 99.9% of the cases, it's going to be your policy covers your home and their policy covers their home. So, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work right there. Yeah, well, and, and I'm sure you'd be the uh, the neighbor that everyone loved if you uh, oh, said, yeah. hey, your tree is... Uh, Here's you your know. certified letter. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about flood insurance. Let's... Um, Probably, you know, so we, we all have our, our different uh, fun topics we get from clients. And so, um, you know, we'll have a client that will call and say, so if my pipe breaks in my house and floods my house, is that, is that covered? It, like, well, okay, uh, good question. You use the word flood, um, but I would just say it's, it's running water from your pipes, right? That's covered under your homeowner's policy. What we're talking about with flood insurance is rising water from an external source. So water outside mm -hmm. that rises and impacts your home. That's flood. That's a flood loss. Right. So a lake, a pond, your swell, um, anything that, that where water is collecting from rain or rising tide that floods your house, that is going to be flood insurance. I think one thing that, uh, well, obviously, you know, your home insurance policy doesn't cover flood. Got to know that. Right. Uh, never, so never I have a question for you then. Um, so if I have a house that doesn't have flood insurance, um, hurricane comes through and surprise, like flood. I'm actually, you know, I get flooded out, right? Like I'm, it wasn't supposed to be, but it happened. Right. So is that where FEMA comes into play or what happens then? Yeah. So it happens a lot. Um, like surprise, Hey, we got flooded and FEMA can come in and do certain things. They can do like small grants where it's like money that it's just emergency money that's given to you. That doesn't have to be paid back, but that's small amounts. And then they can do some financing through SBA, uh, where they have uh, low interest, like loans from the government. Um, and they, and they loan those to you. 
but this that takes time and this stuff isn't quick um there's but, but not- also so like let's clear some uh misconception there then so like you hear a lot where i, I mean i've heard back and forth and you you gotta you gotta deal with this stuff all the time with people you know using the internet um that you're not in a flood zone so uh you get flooded out and then fema's there and I've heard people before try to make the case that FEMA is just going to act like your insurance company and take care of it. And you're saying that's not the case, that's right? Not, yeah, it's not the case. It's grants or which got to be paid back or the small business loan, which has to be paid back. Yeah, they have um, the grants like are one time. So and they're not they're just that's just a check, right? That's free money. But okay. we're talking a couple thousand dollars, twenty five hundred dollars. A small on the cost. amount. Small amount, right? Um, everything else is financing. And it's low interest financing. I mean, like uh, you could. Well, you're paying it, is what I'm saying. You are, yeah. But they usually what they do is, I do know a little bit more about this. They they uh, once they lend you the money and get all the inspections done, four months, five month process. You have 12 months before payments start, and then in most cases, the the interest rate assigned to it is like like under 2%, like one and a half, one seven five, like real, real low interest rates. Um, it, it, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just designed to help people get back on their feet, but you do have to pay it back. Gotcha. You do have to pay it back. Okay. So, Hey, why, why deal with that when you can buy a flood policy for, you know, three or 400 bucks a year? Well, especially uh, if you're not in a flood zone, right? I mean, flood insurance, not in a flood zone is cheap. So let's, let's touch on that. So tell me what, tell me what in Florida is not in a flood zone. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it's only a matter of time for the. Okay. So what, the, way we, the, the way we tender that is we say uh, you're, you're not in a, and you can relate to this. You're not in a lender required flood zone. So you're still in a flood zone, just not lender required. Meaning um, so lender required means you're in a special flood hazard area what we call SFHA. We love acronyms in the insurance world. Um, and that means that there's a uh, one in four chance in a 30 year mortgage that your house will flood. And so if there's, it, that's how they designate areas. It's kind of cool how they do that. Oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I knew that. It was one, it was, so it's one in four chance in a 30 year. I didn't know that. That's how they say, okay, well you're required to have flood insurance. And then we will see like a AE zone or a right. B zone, you know, and that's when you're in a special flood hazard area. The zones that you don't have to buy because of lending and you have the option to buy it is your X zones, your B zones, and your C zones. And a lot of what we have here is X zone. It's a preferred zone. It's still a flood zone, um, but there's preset pricing, preset coverages. So you can buy uh, $250,000 on your home, $100,000 on your contents, and it's four seventy-five dollars a year. Uh, it changes a little bit every year. So I think today it's like four seventy-five. Last year it was like four fifty-five. Um, and that's, that's available. You can go buy that. This is what I will talk about on this though. There has been an emerging marketplace of private flood insurance. And so two things have taken place. There are carriers today where you can add flood insurance to your homeowner's policy. So you have your home insured for 300, all the other bells and whistles on your homeowner's policy. And we can check one box and include flood insurance. So that's one cool thing. And a lot of times it's done competitively, maybe even more competitively than the pricing I just gave you in the preferred zones. The other thing is we could write 
instead of writing a national flood insurance policy, we can write a private flood insurance policy with one of 100, 200 different companies. So private flood insurance, is a, think of it, we label it that, but think of like companies vying for your business, you know, lined up, ready to write it. They're not always competitive, but if they are, they're typically very, very competitive. So what I would say is if you have flood insurance and you're paying over $1,000 a year today, you gotta get a private option. At least, at least let us look at it or someone else look at it to get yourself you know, the, the private marketplace and see what's going on there. Okay. Um, today, probably one out of three, we write private. So uh, significant movement there and new companies coming in all the time. Um, the higher the premium you're paying, better likelihood there's actually a private market because they, you know, their, their business, owner, their business, right. you know, they're looking for that premium. So, um, had a $3,000 policy we wrote yesterday for 1300 bucks. So there, there's how drastic it could be. Um, it's significant. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, uh, rec recreational vehicles. Rec vehicles. So we have, um, obviously a lot of boys down here in Florida. We've got boats on the water, RVs, uh, you know, if we're not the camping capital of the world, we're sure, certainly the outdoor capital of the world. Um, so let's look at boats. Think of it, uh, the three things I want to press on the boats is how the coverage is listed. Uh, so you just bought a boat, right? Yeah. So you go look at your policy. There's three ways your haul and motors can be valued. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go best case to worst case. Uh, replacement costs, like full replacement costs, which is typically only allowed for the first two to three years of a boat. But basically, let's say you went out and bought a 2019 boat today and uh, a year- For like $700,000. Yeah, $700,000. Brand new boats are- There you go. So let's say you spent, you know, typically you buy a $700,000 boat, two years from now it's worth 500. I mean, yeah. you know, no, I, I was just, I was just kidding around, but I mean, they, hey dude, I'm going to get with a $700,000 boat. Let's all right, I bet, yeah. <laughs> I bet. We'll get quad 350s on it, be able to go about 70 miles. I, did, I mean, just shot me that boat. We, we bought used, but like new boats were just insane. Yeah, they are. How much they are. So you got full replacement costs. Typically is only allowed for the first couple of years. And then you have agreed value. And then you have actual cash value. We already talked about what actual cash value is. So agreed value is probably going to be for, for most buyers of insurance for boats, the, the best that you can get. So if we have a value of, let's say you just bought a boat for $30,000 and we put $30,000 haul and motor coverage, agreed value, it doesn't matter if it sinks today or five years from now. The agreed amount that you have agreed to and the insurance company has agreed to is $30,000. Okay. You, you get agreed value. The one that's not as good, but you know what? If it's a competitive issue and, you're, and, and, and pricing is the most important factor, and you've got actual cash value. So we could say that same situation, we have a $30,000 boat, and that's what we're insuring it out, but it's actual cash value. It depreciates every year, right? It's gonna go down a little bit every year. So, you know, you could end up five years down the road and it'll, it'll pay you uh, uh, the lesser of the two, uh, the actual cash value, or if $30,000 uh, was the right number because the boat was really worth 40, then they'll pay you the 30, you know, or if you have it at 30, and and they're saying, hey, it's only worth 20. You can go replace it today for 20 grand. That's all they're going to get. 
So really pay attention to that. You can go look at it, it'll be right on your boat policy. It'll show you uh, full replacement cost, agreed value, actual cash value. And so for the hurricane though, coming through, is there anything else extra we have to add to our boat policy? Like it's on a dock, like on a lift, like. Right, so um, make sure it includes wind. Some carriers, uh, boat. correct. Make sure you have a hurricane deductible on there. If you have a hurricane deductible on there, you've got hurricane coverage. Okay. If it says wind excluded, uh, then you would not. So that's how you gotta look at that. The other thing is pay attention. You're gonna have a higher deductible for wind typically. You're gonna have a hurricane deductible. It could be a percentage, just like your home insurance, where you have a percentage of your dwelling, uh, or it could just be, um, sometimes, sometimes I'll see it three times the base policy deductible. So if you have like a $2,500 deductible on your boat, it'll be three times that amount for a hurricane. So just pay attention to that. Okay. Uh, excuse me, some vessels, large vessels, you may have to um, relocate. It may be a requirement on the policy. So you're when a hurricane's coming. Yeah, correct. You need to pay attention to that, um, where you might have to, you know, go through the Clusahatchee over to Miami or Port St. Lucie, or um, you may, may have requirements. Like, and this is the other thing. Some carriers, you get to like, you know, the fun multi-million dollar boats, um, they have to actually have an evacuation plan that they supply to the insurance company. That's already written out exactly what we're going to do, and, and then the insurance company gives them the blessing and then they have to do that. There's no options not to. Uh, so just, just you know, that's getting in the you know upper end of the boats. But your typical, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in less boats, you know, you don't have to move it. So um, RVs. Let's talk about that. Obviously, flood insurance is covered under a boat, right? I mean, it's a boat. It's on the water. Uh, but let's talk about RVs a little bit um, from the standpoint of. Um, how they're covered and what is covered. So just like your vehicle, if it floods, uh, that's covered under comprehensive, so goes the RV. So your RV is gonna be covered for a tree falling on it, the wind blowing it over, or flood damage. That would be covered under your RV policy as long as you have the comprehensive coverage uh, included on the policy. So, um, you know, just pay attention to how it's valued. That's the number one thing. I gave you those three definitions. Mm -hmm cost, agreed value, or actual cash value, that's going to apply to the RV as well. Just okay. looking, determining how, how it's covered and um, what kind of coverage you have. Cool. And getting all excited about getting on the water when we go fishing a little bit. You know? I know, right? It's, it is nice out right now, too. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, man. So then uh, next step, you got kind of the, the timing of it, looks like. You got a few tips here. Yeah. So, hey, it, I, don't, I don't care what insurance company, what insurance agency – um, no matter who you do business with today, if, if you wait until that hurricane is in that cone of uncertainty, it, you may or may not get back to, uh, or get the answers back that you need. Mm -hmm. So I would strongly suggest the time to do is right now. Just go grab your policy, spend 20, 30 minutes. If you don't know what the heck you're looking at, call the number on, on your policy, call our office, call your agent and just say, I wanna discuss this with you so I know what I have. It takes 20 minutes right now. Um, I mean, you call our office, we'll answer, we'll, we'll get right back to you today, uh, maybe even in that moment on the phone and answer your questions. But if we have a hurricane that comes through, right? I mean, good luck. I, let, let, me, let me be perfectly honest. I mean, Hurricane Irma came through. Um, we had 
Uh, it came through on a Sunday, and we were open to up till Thursday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those three days, our, I mean, our call volume was 10 times our normal call volume. You know, I, we missed 300 calls on Monday. We just missed them. Well, I mean, but dude, and also, man, you guys have families, property, lives, you know, and like. Yeah, you got to do your, yeah, you got to do the same. I mean, I got to do the same thing you're doing, you know, right. prepping. So, uh, doomsday prepping. But uh, quick, quick tidbit, record the inside of your house. Right. It doesn't have to be real detailed. I'd say just take a broad span of a certain area. And then, you know, the nice thing with technology, you can go back and zoom in on your video and, you, you know, oh, I forgot we had that. Because if you take a total loss and a, and a company comes in and packs up all your stuff to dry out your house and then they, they store your stuff and you lose it uh, or it's damaged or whatever, you, you forget what you have. And a lot of times you have a lot more than you think you have. Right. Um, so I would just take a quick video, go into each room, um, you know, put it up in the and the smoke clouds and uh, I mean, just, just have it. So you have it for down the road. Um, have a good list of your local repair companies. Uh, absolutely a tree guy, um, a good roofer, um, a good aluminum company. Uh, those are the three, the strong three that I can give you. Um, they're all going to get busy. You know, they, they, they all get swamped. Um, but those are just some great tidbits that I can give you. Don't wait. I mean, do it right now. Just stop what you're doing and go do it. Cool. Well, you guys heard him. Get your insurance policy out right now. Yeah. Review it. He offered to help you out with that or call the insurance provider on your, uh, you know, whoever your current carrier is or who your agent is um, and do that research so you don't get blindsided. Um, thankfully, my wife handles all of our insurance stuff, Brian. So, like, that's great. Yeah. You know, uh, Delegated. Yeah, yeah, you delegate it, right? How does she, how does she, why does I ask her how she feels about that? Yeah, it's not called delegating. It's called she doesn't trust me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not fool each other. Okay, dude, you got anything else to add? No, uh, you can call uh, call our office. Fort Myers, Cape Coral office is 205-2012. Uh, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, you can get us at 941-979-8426. We'll be tagged on these videos so you can email me or get in contact with me. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, I'm there. LinkedIn. You're out there, bro. You, marketing's there. no joke to you, man. You're, you're out there. So, um, All right, Brian. Well, I appreciate you being with us today. If you guys got questions, concerns, reach out to Brian. And appreciate everyone out there listening. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or any social medias, like, share, and subscribe. Helps your boy Tim out here. It means a lot. Thank you. Uh, if you listen to on the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating because, I don't know, you, you like the joke we said in here. Or maybe you found value in it. Who knows? Or maybe you're just a nice person. You want to give us a good rating. All right, you guys. So until next time, appreciate you. Brian, again, thanks, you for being with us. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate no it. Take care. See you at the baseball field probably sometime. Sounds good. Sounds good. See you, man. Thank you.